Morning Fellowship, Ecclesia Podcast. We're still sort of branding this thing. But this week we've got what's promised what's promising to be a very powerful chat with our good friend from down under, Malcolm George. We're gonna be covering what's happening in Australia. There's plenty to talk about there. We'll probably talk a bit about AI, which is something I can speak to quite heavily, being a tech guy. Um, and apparently there's a, an interesting astrological thing happening. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot to talk about in the next hour or so. And uh, yeah, let's, let's get to it. Shalom, shalom, everybody. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's having a great week. I also want to wish everybody, uh, well, uh, an a early celebration of uh, uh, Feast of Atonement, Yom Kippur. We just finished uh, uh, Yom Torah, Rosh Hashanah, however you want to say it, but Feast of Trumpets. Uh, but again, this is, again, all the fall feasts, and that's even a great topic one day that we could talk about. But uh, anyway, uh, it kind of all relates to, in a way, what we'll be talking about. Uh, but anyway, just wanted to wish everybody, because we're in the season of the 10 days of awe. But uh, before we get into uh, our uh, discussion, especially with Malcolm, which we're happy to have him on, uh, let's just give a little our little credits uh, mm-hmm. to uh, where you can find us. Uh, great news. Uh, so uh, what me and Matt were been uh, talking about, we finally were able to come up with our own website uh all thanks to matt he's done all the designs all the uploading this is like his gift and area and i it's just again i can't uh, explain express how much he's appreciated and and how, what he does so we finally have our own website at outpouring org. so um we're still uh and, and matt you by all means you share what, about our progress with that um we're, we've had updated our bios of what we're all about what, and how you can find us how you can even find our our previous episodes mm-hmm. and all you get news is listen to them so uh check it out and and spread the word uh so, so that everyone can know where to actually find us but you can still um um, reach us on our YouTube channel. I'm, we're probably going to do something a little different. Probably not uh, upload our episodes, but probably update update more short videos. Still kind of working on the details on that. But you can find us on Rumble. Uh, we, as right now, if you're listening right here live, uh, you can find us on our Rumble channel. You can also find us on True Social at Outpouring uh, underscore Fellowship. You can also find us at at, uh, at our sorry at our emails. I, I actually mistyped that. When I oh. made this slide, um, yeah, I see it's the, actually I see outpouring ecclesia, all one word. <laughs> at outpouring ecclesia, all one word. Okay, all right. Thank you, Matt, for that correction. Um, for the emails uh, that you can reach us at is at um, outpouring underscore fellowship at proton me, and you can also reach me at Meal at outlook.com. And again, with our our uh, social media uh, areas, um, at True Social, I, I already said True Social. Instagram, you can reach me at a, at Caleb dot uh, ugh, at underscore. Caleb underscore meal, <laughs> and with Matt, you can reach him at um, uh, uh seventy six on uh, Telegram. Excuse me. Um, and, and we also have emails a- attached to our website now. Yeah, which so you can... I don't know how I didn't manage to update that on this slide, but it'll be on the final credit slide. Um, so. You can reach me, Matthew, at outpouringecclesia.org, or Caleb, 
Caleb at Matt at outpouringecclesia.org. Um, okay. You know, figured we'd uh, clean things up a little bit that way. Yeah. Um, guess I was a little tired when I made this last night. Um, oh, yeah, Matt, we appreciate all the hard work you put into all this. I mean, yeah, so it's it's all good. So we again, I know everyone can say the same thing. Um, and again, what the back the background music um, that we're using is from Indie Folk Background Kale Productions. Uh, and yeah, so let's get started. Okay, so everybody, there won't be proper video today because we're talking to Malcolm, who's down in Australia. The lag would have been insane. So no actual video. <laughs> Though I will share, um, you know, I'm going to pull up the website. Why not? Um, so people can see it. While he's while he's working on that, uh, there let's we say, go. It, it's, okay, it's okay, there. great, wonderful, wonderful. So, here's the homepage. We'll, we'll scroll through. Kind of, you can easily listen to the to the podcast here if you want. Um, it should update, you know, when we actually update an episode or upload a new episode. Um, you can find out about Caleb. You can find out about me. Or you can drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you want any information, this will this will give us your info and we can start a conversation. That way it can be private. And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, in public on social media <laughs> if you don't want to. Um, so that's that. All right. All right, Malcolm. Malcolm is so good. It is so good to have you back. Have you back, Malcolm. We missed you. Uh, I'm sure you've been busy yourself, um, but we're so glad to have you on today. So, Malcolm, um, tell everybody what is going – we always want to have you on as as much as possible. um, But, again, we always want to have you on to – Tell us what's going on in on your side of the world, um, but also what is the father showing you, and what have you seen? So this is this is all for you, man. Just by all means, this is kind of a unique podcast. It's kind of free for all. Nothing really, in a way, structured or strict. This is about um, you laying everything on the table. Go for it. Yeah, thanks, Carb. I really appreciate that. Look. Uh... First of all, I want to thank you guys for asking me to come on again. Um, uh, I I know there was a couple of weeks ago that you mentioned, uh, am I available? But I've had a couple of things that uh, kept me from coming on the last couple of weeks, but I do appreciate the opportunity. So, look, uh, I was going to quickly start with prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, I just come before your throne of grace, and I just pray, Lord, that we give all glory to you. We just want to lift up the name of Jesus and draw all men to him. We just want to thank you, Lord, for uh, everything that is spoken on this podcast, and we give you all the glory, Jesus. In, uh, in your name, amen. So, um, look, let me just talk politically first, just to give you a little bit of what idea what's going on. There's this referendum that's going on in Australia. And for those that don't know, we have a constitution in Australia just like America does. Uh, unfortunately, ours isn't as powerful or as strong as 
as the American one, but it's still it's a pretty decent document. It's, it's still good, still good. Uh, we 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 don't have the amendments that you guys have. Like we don't have the Second Amendment, so that we can we, we don't have the right to bear arms in Australia. Um, we do have some freedoms, but the government in Australia is certainly trying to take them all away. And I was just listening to a uh, uh, a message earlier from a certain individual who was talking about the fact that in his in his view, uh, the whole COVID time and this referendum that's coming up uh, is all a psychological operation by the government to take away our freedoms and our rights and to see who will just fall into line with what the government want and, 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 and see who is left standing that actually can think for themselves and see through the government lies and deceptions and, and agendas and uh, etc. So like this referendum... It was Bosey, actually. <laughs> there you go. You, you nailed it. That's, that's interesting. I didn't think you, did. you would have heard of him over there. But anyway, there you go. So, uh, look, uh, so this referendum, first of all, a referendum is to give everyone a choice in a, in a vote, like, like an election, but it's not an election. It's a vote to choose whether Australians uh, will decide to change our constitution to have this extra body, corporate body called uh, the Voice to Parliament, which only is to be representative of Aboriginal people, which is about 2%. Two, they're about 2%, some people say 3%, but I think there's a few add-ons in there. But uh, there's, they're about 2% of the population, and the Australian government wants to uh, give them extra rights over our constitution, above our constitution, which is actually totally racist. Why? Because that means the other 98% of us who are not Aboriginal, um, we're not included in that, and we don't get whatever they get. They, have, they would get some extra... Uh, uh, in the Western uh, understanding of a liberal democracy, the whole purpose of it is that we, all men were created equal, whether you're black, white, brown, red, yellow, orange, blue, indigo, violet, doesn't really matter. What matters is that we were all created by God equal, and God didn't look at the colour of your skin to work out what rights you should get. He, you know, he said, no, no, you all have a fair chance. But the Australian government want, want to go down this path of divide and conquering, and the reason that they're doing it is because they want to take away freedoms and rights. And here's the real truth. It's not only just about um, you know, having extra benefits for Aboriginals. What they're trying to do is use, this, uh, use Aboriginals as pawns to bring in communism in Australia and to take away uh, our rights to property, take away all sorts of other things, as well as pay out reparations in the billions of dollars to Aboriginal people for crimes against humanity that they uh, either did do or may have done 200 plus years ago. Right. And you know, un unfortunately, the current generation should not have to, in my view, uh, be responsible for, for financial reparations for uh, things that may have happened or either may have or did have happened 200 plus years ago. I just think it's ridiculous. Um, just like if the Aborigines came here after some other group and they killed off another group of people, which I've heard recently that they allegedly did, that they shouldn't have to pay reparations for whatever they allegedly did. It, it just gets ridiculous. And here's the thing. Um, if I ask the question, what nation on earth has never been invaded by another another people group where they've taken over 
Is there any nation on earth that's never been invaded and ta been taken over? I don't know of any. Mm, nope. So it's just kind of a human thing. Exactly. So this, it, and, 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 and when you dig a little bit deeper and you start to ask some questions, okay, what has the Australian government done in the past or, or even the present to actually show they really genuinely care about Aboriginal people um, in terms of looking after them and people who've been affected by um, uh, things such as violence against women or violence against men or um, pedophilia or um, children not having a, a home where they can uh, be brought up in, in a way which most Western people would, would call acceptable, i.e. not uh, not being surrounded by drugs, alcohol, smokes, and um, just, uh, just a debauchery, basically. So... Um, <laughs> They don't care about any of those issues. They don't care about the quality of life of these people. This is all to get to reach their political ends, which is to fulfil the United Nations agenda uh, in New York City. That's the that's the real truth. Uh, I've looked into this. So, at a political level, at a political level to start off with, um, we're being asked to, to go to this vote on the fourteenth of October, which is literally about uh, was it about three and a half, four weeks away. So it's actually pretty close. Uh, I the, the good news is the polling is actually saying that it's not going to win at this stage. But um, based on the 2020 US election, I am not confident of any election result or referendum result <laughs> because uh, we know that they 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 cheat, they lie, they deceive. Um, I, I don't trust any election result. If you look at what happened in Brazil only la late last year, that was clearly stolen from uh, Bolsonaro. And uh, I believe the French election was stolen from that. I forgot that lady's name now, who went against uh, Macron. And, and uh, I've got questions about the Filipino election and the Australian election. And, and I mean, what election in America do you trust right now, as we speak at this very second in time? Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, you know. Um, and you know, and, and I'll come back to Australia in just a moment. But uh, the question that I've got about all of this hype about Donald Trump, uh, etc., right now, is this. Have they fixed the electoral system? Have they have they closed all of the doors of all the means of cheating that the Democrats have, such as um, uh, all their packets over the internet that they send over to China or Iran or Germany or France or some other location? And what about all of the, all of the uh, votes that they dump at two and three in the morning? You know, uh, in these electoral uh, offices where they're counting the votes. And what about all the people counting the votes where they literally put in uh, Democrat votes more than once? In in some cases, many many times. Uh, it just goes on. I mean, unless they come, unless they can come out and say we have found a, a way and we're going to implement a means to stop all the cheating, then how can anyone trust any election? Not just in America, though. By the way, I'm not just talking about the USA. What about all the other countries around the world? Who can trust right. any election anywhere anymore? At this so point, that's that's my yeah. vote on, on that on that issue. I mean, um, and, and until they fix, I don't think anything. I mean, and let's Pardon? let's let's go back to the whole uh, referendum thing because we're we're having similar things here. Like maybe not a maybe not a full on referendum like that, but there's um, what many would consider reverse racism that's being enshrined. Um, whether, whether with Native Americans or with African Americans. Um, and it's like here in California, for instance, we, 
recently had, it, there's been a lot of noise about reparations for African-Americans, which is ironic because California was never a slave state. <laughs> the irony. But let me say that again. California was never a slave state. And yet, our interesting governor and his <laughs> and and his supermajority in the legislature is shut, trying to shove this down our throats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, can I just raise a point about this? Can I mean, let me just raise a point about this. This is a United Nations agenda in all nations to take away our property rights, our freedoms, and to, uh, to use our money, our hard-earned uh, dollars that we've earned, to give it away to those that have been lazy, that are, um, in many cases, uh, unim- uh, not wanting to work, and yet they want us who are willing to work and put effort in to pay for all these people who, in many cases, not all, look, I, I, and just to be clear, I do believe in social security for those that need it. If someone is disabled, if somebody has a genuine need that, and is not able to work for genuine reasons, I've got total empathy for those people. So I just want to make that clear, right? I'm not mm-hmm. talking about those people that cannot work. I'm not talking about people who uh, are in a situation where they're genuinely unable to work and God knows their heart and God knows the truth about every individual. So, you know, a man can fool another man, but he can't fool God. Mm-hmm. So the genuine ones I have total empathy for, right? So I'm not mm-hmm. talking about those people. What I'm talking about is those who are able-bodied, don't have an injury which prevents them from working, or if they can't do certain work but they can do other work, then that's fine as well. They should be able to get work in some way, shape or form. Um, And I don't have a problem with the government helping people get back into work who've lost work because that happens as well. So, okay, you need some money to get through for the next period of time until, you know, you can get back into another job. Fine. I understand that. But these people who want to stay unemployed forever and, um, you know, want to get on certain drugs and want to go and live lifestyles that uh, are certainly unacceptable from a biblical perspective uh, and will will get the ire of God, uh, well, that's unacceptable. And I don't believe in giving money to those people who are not willing to work themselves, uh, who are genuinely able to. after a certain period of time, I, I, you know, I, I don't have a problem helping people out, you know, for a period of time just to get them over the line. And yes, we all have uh, uh, struggles. I mean, I'm sure it's similar in America, but the, the cost of living in Australia has gone through the roof. Just to give oh, you yeah, an example, yeah. for, the, for the last two months, my electricity bill is $372.40. Now, um, I don't know if that sounds expensive to you, but it's very expensive for me, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm just using that as, as, as just one example. Um, and and the, the cost of fuel, or, you know, I know you call it gas in America, um, you know, it's continually going up. All, all these all these things that we have to do, like put food on the table, pay the bills, uh, you know, it's just, you know, there's not much left over, you know what I mean? So uh, there, there's that. But look, at a spiritual level, Australia's in trouble. Because Australia is believing the government and what there is a big lack of in Australia is is knowledge, understanding and wisdom 
when it comes to the Word of God. There is a there is a drought in the land of Australia of the Word of God. So, as an example, um, people feel comfortable talking about so-called pride and the gay lifestyle and it's okay according to the government to for a baby to be born after they tried to murder it in the womb and for it to be left there with no food no milk no um no help uh, no love no nothing just let it there leave it there and die this is going on in australia every single day in every state and territory where babies are being left to die where is, where is God in all of this? Well, unfortunately, the Christian church is asleep at the wheel. Uh, I'm just being real. I'm just being honest. Um, it, uh, we are having drag queen shows in Australia like they are in America where, where literally men dress up as women, which according to the Torah, the, which is the five mm-hmm. books of Moses, that Genesis, uh, starting from uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. it says in the law there that it is an abomination for a man to dress as a woman and vice versa and and they purposely do it to destroy the minds of the little children and to try and create gender dysphoria where they try and convince the kids that if you're a boy you can become a girl and if you're a girl you can become a boy and it's absolutely it's disgusting this is what's going on in australia but there is some fight back. There are some Australians that are waking up, and I, and I think there are some Americans waking up. I literally saw a video from New York City very recently where these people were walking on the street, literally um, singing a song or something to that effect where they were saying, we're coming for your children. We're coming for yep. your children. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that too. I mean, it's just like, I mean, they don't even hear themselves. It- if just, they did, they these people are possessed. These people have literally given themselves over Satan completely. These are, are like those, you know, who was that the, the, the guy in the in, in uh, the Bible who had a legion of demons um, from yeah, uh, from Gadara, I think Gadara. Yeah, we yeah. We recently had a discussion on uh, on a podcast episode about that topic. Okay, so yeah, so we're. So this is the kind of thing that's going on in the natural world. Now, um, so in Australia, Australia to me is like the 51st state of America. Generally speaking, um, Australia follows in the footsteps of America. I think it was back around 2015, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think it was around 2015 that the US Supreme Court decided uh, of their own free will um, that gay marriage was going to be lawful. Well, number one, what they did was unlawful because it should not be the Supreme Court that uh, makes that uh, decision. No. It should be the legislature with the with the backing of the president. Why? I'll tell you why. Because they are accountable to the people by having an election every two years for the legislature and, in, in the case of the president, every four years. And so, therefore, if you don't like the decision, you can then overturn it by getting a different legislature. You can overturn the law. But having the U.S. Supreme Court does it, uh, doing it, actually, uh, from a Democrat perspective, solves all the problems. Oh, well, we didn't do it. It was the Supreme Court that did it. And they must be right because, the, you know, in them resides all the body of knowledge and understanding and wisdom on this subject. Rubbish. They were unfortunate. 
and, and passed a satanic law, an abomination, and unfortunately it's affected not only Americans but people from all around the world because all these foolish nations that follow in the footsteps of America just uh, take, take it on board and Australia followed uh, uh, in, in their footsteps, unfortunately. So this is the kind well, of such I, thing. I would... I would I would color that a little differently, but you're essentially right. But the reason why yeah. these other nations have followed the U.S. is number one, there's a there's a gravy train, and Go on. if if a country that's in need, say a third world country, say perhaps somewhere in Africa, for instance, who are bucking the system, by the way, and I'm very happy about that. <laughs> Very happy about that. Um, but the reality is that due to the position of the U.S. dollar, which is getting shakier, which is scary on one hand, but good on the other. Right. Because the petrodollar has been, has been abused to do all Absolutely. sorts of heinous things for the last 50 years. Like, it's mm-hmm. been bad, okay? And y'all, you guys know me. I'm, I'm a patriot. I'm, I want to see the United States be strong, be what it should be. It is not what it should be right now. Right. Um, no. And then there's the stick. That being the U.S. military, which, albeit, is being dismantled. <laughs> all this woke BS um, not to mention vaccines um, uh oh I went there um, mm-hmm. like I'm sorry anybody who is damaged enough in their mind and emotions does not belong in the military to, to think that they should be the opposite gender should not have a gun. Right, right. Much less Agreed. be flying planes or driving tanks or operating AI-controlled anything, thank you, in the military. Because that, if someone is broken enough in themselves that they think that they're, you know, born gender, and, yeah, gender and sex are... Biological. I'm sorry. End of story. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. That's exactly. The truth. That's the fact. That's the I'm fact. not sorry. <laughs> no, that's the way God created us. Male and female, God created them. That's mm-hmm. the reality. And who wants to destroy? And it's interesting that all these foolish people who are, are gov- who work for the government, whether they be the Australian government or the American government or any other international government, they, you know, you, you ask them the most basic question: Can you define a woman? <laughs> no, no way they can't because they want to include in the definition of a woman a man that still has male genitalia um, who calls themselves a woman. That's what that's what they want to include. But unfortunately, according to the word of God, an adult woman is someone born with female genitalia and um, no male genitalia and never has male genitalia and, and grows up to become a woman 
a woman then still retains her female genitalia and nothing changes in that area so you know all these people all these people who want to uh you know say oh it's you know men can can uh, go in female sports no they can't not unless you want it rigged um, you know i mean to have a man uh go in you know a woman's swimming tournament and win is a, is a joke it just makes yeah. makes the whole thing pointless oh well and, and then he gets the gold medal and calls himself a woman while he while he has stubble on his face give me a break what a joke you know yeah and then you can see, and then, then then you can see that um that their physio physiology is is totally opposite to a woman's because that's the way god created us you know um anyway look, that, look that's an interesting subject but where i want to go tonight i want to i want to talk about another issue um which I also find fascinating before we run out of time. Um, Caleb, to his credit, um, talk, started talking about Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah, Feast of Trumpets, which is all the same thing. And I personally want to say, Happy Jewish New Year, Happy Hebraic New Year to everybody out there, because uh, it is uh, 5784 according to the Jewish calendar as of right now, uh, as of five days ago. And um, I saw the I saw the new moon in the sky, so it is the new Jewish year. So that's exciting. But um, there's there's an event that's happening in the sky uh, this this week, which caught my attention. It's all over YouTube uh, for those that are interested. Um, it's even found in the Bible. And I think the best place to start is just reading the first six verses of Revelation chapter twelve, um, because. Uh, having a, a biblical foundation is very, very important when it comes to uh, talking about something that uh, different individuals have different interpretations on. Um, and I just want to give the a biblical the, the, the biblical background on this subject because I think it's I think it's really, really fascinating. And um, and we'll go from there. So I'm just going to bring it up right now. Okay, so Revelation chapter 12, I'm just going to read six verses, the first six verses of Revelation chapter 12 from the New King James Version. Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with a moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labour and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems, which is like crowns, on his heads. His tail threw a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her that 1,260 days. Now, there is so much in that that it's impossible in this little short podcast to unpack all of that because we, we could talk, be talking about this for hours. Right. But I don't want to go into all that deep stuff, uh, but I, I just want to focus on the first two verses to start off. So I'll just read the first two verses again. Now, a great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with a moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labour and in pain to give birth. Well, this sign is appearing in the heavens in the constellation of Virgo. Some call, call the Virgin, or the woman in the heavens, um, literally has the sun in her 
in, in her shoulder chest area so she's being lit up by the sun her moon the moon is literally placed under where her feet position is in the heavens she literally has an asteroid in her womb which is coming out on the 19th of september which was yesterday called child of all things literally child um and on top of that there's all of these other asteroids which have biblical names in them and and after a while, you, you start to look at this and you sort of think, hang on a minute, is God trying to tell us something? And I think he is, but I'm not going to come out and say that it definitely means this or it definitely means that, because I think that only, uh, it, that can be like putting the cart before the horse. I think it can be extremely unwise. What I want right. to do is talk about some of the asteroids that are in there, and I want people to go and look into these things for themselves. And I'm going to quote a scripture for you that, that uh, I'm sure we all love, which it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and it is the glory of kings to reveal a matter. The reason why that's so important is God, um, and also another scripture which is on this very same issue is Genesis 1.14, where it talks about that God created the sun, the moon and the stars for signs and for seasons. Mm -hmm. Well, we are in the season as... Uh, um, Caleb alluded to at the big, at the top of the show um, of the uh, what they call the fall festivals, which is uh, the Feast of Trumpets, followed by Yom Kippur, which is also called the Day of Atonement, followed by um, uh, the um, Feast Sukkot, of... Uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, a feast, I was about to say Feast of Tabernacles, sorry. So this is uh, what the fall the fall festivals in Australia. It's actually our springtime. I know it's weird. We're upside down. We're backwards. Whatever you want to call it, but um, it is based on Israeli time, and they're in the northern hemisphere as well. So which is all, all cool and bandy. So um, what's interesting is that this sign is literally appearing as. Caleb also alluded to in the 10 days of war between the 15th of September and the 25th of September. And the 15th and 16th of September was the time frame of the um, Feast of Trumpets. And the 25th of September is the time frame of the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. So, and this is appearing between the 19th and the 23rd of September. And I'm thinking to myself, God does things in his seasons when, at his significant event times. And we're in this 10 days of awe. And um, I think it, I think there is a message in it from God to mankind for those who are the kings who want to reveal a matter, who want to look into it, who want to dig a bit deeper. Because you know what? Um, Christianity um, is a lot deeper than just than just um, some of the stuff that gets spoken about in church. It is uh, it is multifaceted. It is not just three-day, it's, it's like 4D, 5D, 7 You know, sometimes I've heard people say that, oh, you know, Donald Trump is playing 5D chess while the rest of them are playing 3D or 2D chess. It's like, well, Jesus Christ in heaven, he's playing like 10D chess or mm -hmm. 20D chess or 1,000D chess. You know, well, we're trying to decode it down here, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Um, I'm just trying to uh, talk this up because I think it is an exciting thing, but I, I just want to use wisdom here. I am not suggesting that uh, anything in particular that is going to happen, but um, another event happened that was quite similar seven, sorry, six years ago in 2017. It was interesting immediately after, uh, within about uh, three months of that event occurring, Donald Trump 
came out publicly and acknowledged that um, as the president of the United States of America, that he recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel officially. And the reason that's significant is because when the greatest superpower or, or, or the strongest nation on earth come, came out and acknowledged and recognized Jerusalem as its capital, it gave it substance. It gave it recognition that it was lacking before, even though we know it's true biblically, even though we know that, that what the Bible says about it, and, and, and that's um, uh, wonderful, uh, to have the backing of the current uh, strongest nation on earth stating what we know is biblically true mm-hmm. um, uh, was an important step. And then he backed it up by around about five or six months later. Actually, it was actually on May 14, which was uh, the anniversary of the uh, rebirth of the nation of Israel in May 14, 1948. Exactly 70 years to the day, they opened the new embassy in Jerusalem, which was a significant event. That literally happened all within less than a year well first of all the uh, donald trump uh, acknowledging it came three months after the event and then the opening came about five or six months after that so all within about nine months eight or nine months it, uh, all of that happened now i think it's very possible that the event in the sky was foreshadowing something significant on earth and um, the nation of israel biblically is uh is is uh, created by God for his special purposes. And um, some people would say, you know, it's um, uh, Israel is the chosen nation of God. Uh, but while Israel has, uh, as a nation, rejected God, he is using the body of Christ, true believers all around the earth, to spread the message of the gospel to get people saved. So salvation comes alone through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, by believing in his um, in His sacrifice that he did on the cross through his death, burial and resurrection. So putting your faith in that and, and, and Christ's divinity is the key to salvation, just to be clear. But God has a special purpose for the nation of Israel, and he will fulfill that. Uh, and it's all through the Bible prophetically. Um, so I think this this event that's happening in the sky is interesting. Now, just to give you uh, go into detail. So in, in the womb area of Virgo in the sky, there's literally an asteroid called Child, as I mentioned, that was coming out about the 19th of September. And there's another um, one, one of the other... Um, uh, stars or asteroids or meteors, whatever you want to call it, there's this thing called Nishimura, which has literally for thousands of years never moved in the heavens. And just this September has gone through uh, Leo the Lion, which is above the head of the, the Virgin or Virgo, and then went through Virgo, and then is coming out into the ark, which is or the boat or the ship in heaven, which you know is is uh, speaks of Noah's ark in the heavens, and that's where it's staying. And I think, is this telling us something? I don't know. You make up your mind. But it's interesting. Then there's all of these other ones like. Um, young David, and there's one called Israel, there's one called Laban, there's one called Leah Marie, there's one called, uh, like, there's a Moses, there's a Yeshua, there's a, an Elijah, and there's all these famous names in this uh, virgin, all these asteroid names. Uh, there's even one called Francis, which, you know, some people would say speaks speaks of the Pope Francis, like as a false prophet. Um 
and, and you sort of think, gee, this is this is kind of interesting. What is the Lord saying? Is something significant going to happen? I think it's highly likely in the next 12 months we will know what those events were, or at least in the next year or two. Um, but I don't know exactly what it is, and I'm not predicting what's going to happen because I'm not going to have a egg on my face. But I do think <laughs> that the Lord is speaking in the heavens through this event. And I just wanted to make it known, especially as Caleb brought up the fact that we are in those 10 days of awe, and this event is happening in the season of the full feast of Israel or the full feast of God, because really these are the feasts of God, um, I think is significant. So um, I just like, what, what are your views, Caleb? Yeah, I mean, just I mean, I this is the first time I was I'm hearing about the signs in the heaven about the well, what's going on, what's been going on recently. But and and, and as I know, if we as we know our Father, He does not do anything by chance. He oh, He just He never misses a thing. He never misses any detail. So it's no coincidence that you're mentioning this this event, and then we are in the season of the ten days of all after um after Rosh Hashanah, and you're telling me that all this is happening, and I'm like. Okay, Lord, what's going on? This is something that we need to be paying attention to. So, and and I love your wisdom, Malcolm. How you're not predicting anything, but again, like everything, as believers, we need to be aware. We need to be aware. We yeah. got to stop sleeping. We got to be aware of this stuff because you're right. This this the sun, the moon, the stars were given by God for us to tell of the seasons, to tell the time, to even to listen to the story that's given above. We keep thinking that this is that you know the stars are all Greek uh, uh, astrology or mythology, and no, the stars were given by Yahweh to tell us the story from the beginning to the end, and how everything relates with one another, and especially what's going on in the present. So yes, this is. I mean, just seeing this is kind of giving me is definitely getting me excited and curious, and definitely want to look into this further. But it, it does not surprise me that this is like. Uh, happening during these times of God's feast days, so it does it does not surprise me. So, and I mean, it, it surprised me the fact that it's happening in the sense that I didn't realize about it. And again, this is a part of being the body. This is part of being the ecclesia. Everyone is contributing. One, uh, we didn't even know about this, and Malcolm's already telling about the about what's going on. So again, so that we can be aware and do some research on this. So. Thank you, Malcolm. This, I mean, this is important that we just be aware and ask the Father, okay, Lord, what are you preparing us for? What are you trying to tell us? Okay, not mm. to not to throw cold water on anything, but let's zoom out a little bit. So this sign, or a similar one, has happened at least four times in the last thousand years. The most recent time was in 1827. Then there was a... Then there was uh, in 1483, 1293, and 1056. Um, Are you talking about the red blood moons? The blood moons? No, as in what's happening with Virgo. Okay. Um, Keep going. So, there, at least from what I can tell on a cursory, cursory look, um, nothing huge happened in those uh, in those months. I mean, obviously, the further back you go, the less detail there is. Um, at least allegedly. But anyway, so, you know, there there could be something special or it could 
be just something interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think I think this is the balanced view that I have. Right. The Bible explicitly states that God gave the sun and the moon and the stars as the signs. Now, I I believe that there are different signs that the Lord shows in the heavens, that, and then He will show you different things on earth. And it could be related to the to the nation of Israel. It could be some sort of supernatural event, but I'm not predicting that. And look, some of the names, other names, Jeremiah, Elias, Lillian, Matthias, uh, Wormwood is mentioned, um, shedding of blood, Yeshua is mentioned, Yeshua, uh, um, Mars, Israel, Didymos, Laban, Shoemaker Levy, uh, and so Rebecca, Vera, I, 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 you know, and I want to see all these names, Saul's mentioned. It's like, there must be something to this, God. Um, and, and look, I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I've heard some people talk on the internet, I'm just going to make this clear, talk about issues and they hype it up and they have said, oh, this means fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about Jesus coming and all this. And I say, look, let's pour a whole heap of cold water on that right now for a minute. We don't know the day or the hour of the Lord's appearance. Right. We don't know when it's coming. But I'll tell you what we do know, that the Lord um, is showing us different signs, not only in the heavens. Look what's going on around in the earth. If we go through Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, uh, it actually talks about all of these end-time events, and as well as the book of Revelation and many uh, scriptures which are full of prophecies of the time in which we live, and the, I think it's in First or Se I think it's in Second Timothy, which it warns us of the times of of, of that we're living, of things to be aware of, and how we should then live in a godly way. And it's interesting when you when you talk about um, um, the darkness in the age in which we live, um, that as we shine brighter with the light of Christ, not the light. Of, it's not who we are, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. It's him in us that is the light. Because apart from him, we can do nothing. And uh, if, if he isn't lighting us up, we have nothing. It's interesting. I, I just heard um, something that very interesting that was stated the other day in, 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 a, in a message uh, by John Paul Jackson. He passed away back in 2015. I was listening to an old message that he gave. He was talking about the sperma of God. And he says, like, just think about this. When the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us, he has given us a, a seed of eternal life um, that's living inside of us. And, you know, when... I'm just going to get a little bit graphic for a moment. When the sperm and the seed come together, it's interesting, something actually... It actually lights up. There is light that comes. Now, let's look at this supernaturally. When the sperma of God, the seed of God, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us, he lights our spirit up. We become a new creation. We become born again. Right. We go from darkness to light. We literally go from being dead to alive. And it's spiritually speaking. And it's interesting that an egg that is in a woman, if it is not fertilized, it will just die and go away, right? To put it nicely. Um, but if it gets lit up, it will come to life. It will come to life and grow. And eventually, a whole new baby will come out one day. It's literally like that. It's That's the difference between life and death. It's, it, it, it literally will light us up. And God um, has literally given us his Holy Spirit so that we can come alive and I just want to plug something uh, for Caleb. Caleb is 
actually just um, starting a, an outreach in uh, South Carolina, and I just want to really honour him for going for coming out um, to, to reach the lost, coming out uh, of, the, of of his house, going into a tent, and literally being praying for, for the sick, praying for the for the poor, praying for the people that that just want prayer, praying for anyone um, who wants a miracle. Just believing God to move, waiting, waiting on the Holy Spirit to, to, to see what He will do and what He will say. And it might be, just be that you just, you just get a prayer. It might be that the Lord moves powerfully. So I just want to honour you, Caleb, for what you're doing there in South Carolina. I appreciate that, Malcolm. It's still a working progress. We were about to start one, but again, it fell through with the uh, planning. But it's still desired. It's still, it's still a working progress, and we're still going to plan on doing it. But I do appreciate that, Malcolm. Um, I just want to kind of add to what you were saying about how the, you know, new life and all that. Well, going back to what your scripture is saying about the whole, you know, the, uh, um, of the signs and, and the, what, what, with the woman, she was pregnant and she was crying in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. Um, so to me in this season, we can also be asking the father, Lord, are you trying to give birth to something here? Are you preparing Amen. for something? Uh, are you preparing for an amazing revival? I'm, I'm not predicting anything, but we can ask in this time of season, especially seeing, you know, what we're seeing right now, this sign in the heaven and what is kind of comparing in the scripture here. Um, we want to ask father rebirth, rebirth, this nation, rebirth, the nation of Australia, rebirth, the nation of the U S rebirth, all nations in this time of season that you will pour out your Holy spirit and get your people you know, out and about and, you know, uh, see, seeking the loss and seeking their brethren who have been hurt in any way and, you know, performing signs and wonders and performing your, uh, giving your healings, giving prophecy, you know, all on the, uh, all on your leading Holy Spirit, but that we would ask for a rebirth because that's the whole point of these falls is to prepare for the King's arrival. We want to prepare for the Holy Spirit's arrival in us. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, look, another fascinating subject that Matthew has probably a fair bit of knowledge about, given his background, is uh, artificial intelligence. Most often people describe it as AI. There's even CGI. Uh, but anyway, that, that's an interesting subject. I even, <laughs> I don't know if anyone saw this, but the Indians literally came out the other day and alleged that they literally uh, put a space rocket on the moon. And it literally looks like watching Space Invaders from the 1980s. The CGI is that bad. <laughs> and it's so fake. It's so fake, it's beyond belief. It's actually worse than the CGI they had in 1969 in America. It's like, and you've got all these people clapping in India as, as if it's some uh, amazing event when it's just, it's so obvious it's a farce. But just look into it yourselves, folks. It, it, it's literally like watching Space Invaders from the 1980s. What <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to talk about artificial intelligence. Look, I've I've uh, seen some stuff recently, um, and this concerns me greatly. Okay, where there was a, a particularly young child, um, maybe around 11 or 12, 13 years of age, uh, talking online to chat. I think it's called Chat GPT or CPT or something like GPT, that. GPT. Yep. And, yeah, and um, started asking this thing, are, are you, you know, 
basically, what are you? Are, are you a Nephilim? And it said yes. Um, are you an evil spirit? Basically, it basically said yes. And it literally got to the point where this where this young child said, I can't continue to talk to you because I don't want to be uh, talking to an evil spirit or, 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 or uh, something like that. And, and when I see um, what it says in the book of Revelation, I think it's Revelation 13, forgive me if I'm wrong. I think it's Revelation 13 that talks about the image of the beast and coming to life. I actually think it will be artificial intelligence technology that they're going to be using in the future to create an image to a beast to get everyone to worship because what they can do with artificial intelligence today is literally create life what seems to be life and they can even uh, some of the absolute top experts of artificial intelligence say the thing that they fear the most is that artificial intelligence will destroy humanity and you think to yourself well <laughs> um that seems a bit crazy but why why would man create something which is evil because man is a man is fallen, generally speaking. We, well, we all we're all fallen. We all have a fallen nature. And it's only through Christ that you can be redeemed, and um, that they are trying to become like God and replace God with artificial intelligence. And I have heard a man by the name of Yuval Noah Hariri, who is one of the advisors to the World Economic Forum, and Klaus Schwab, and and King Charles of the third of England, um, give them advice as to how to use this artificial intelligence. And he has called human beings hackable animals where they can get microchips under the skin and control us. And this is what this is all about. And I am very concerned about it. And I want people to be awake, not to take any microchip, not to go and get some kind of invisible ink put on your skin, which uh, or, or to have anything which is, is not... Um, anything artificial put in your body because then you can be controlled and the reason that someone in the future if they take this chip can be controlled is because it gives the power to control your thoughts and your mind to this entity like this beast system and the bible warns about it and says as soon as you give give yourself to it you can no longer be saved because you are lost it's like changing your dna you are no longer the person that god created you to be and you're lost for all eternity so i think it's a very 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 concerning thing and we as the body of christ need to be awake and aware of what's going on what do you say matt okay so i remember that story about the about the kid talking to a chatbot um, the, and the technical explanation for that is that these things are designed to basically give us what we want. So if it thought that that's what the kid wanted to hear, that's why it gave it. Um, if it, <clears throat> if it sensed by the direction of the conversation that it, that that was the end that the kid desired to hear. That's why it said that. I, I, I'm not saying that anything. Okay. What I have said in other videos on, because as I said in the intro, I'm a tech guy. Um, I talk about AI regularly, actually in a, different live stream that I do every week. Um, but that's beside the point. So the reality with at least what's publicly available in terms of AI is 
Number one, it's not intelligent. It can't actually create anything. It can rearrange words or pixels to generate something. But it's not really creating anything. It's taking all of the all of the information that it's been able to scrape from the internet and mashing it together in a way that it thinks according to a prompt you want. They are unreliable. Horribly unreliable. I mean, these things are kind of a joke, actually. Like, they... they the experts call it hallucinating. But really, they're just lying. They will manufacture facts for you. Um, which is scary in a different way, but it's not... Like, what's publicly available, I say this almost every time I talk about AI, what's publicly available is not scary. It's weird, but I, I, I don't want people to be afraid of it. Okay? Be... What about in the middle of this? <laughs> Just avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy enough. A lot of kids, a lot of kids are going onto the metaverse and to live their life in it and buy property in it and play games in it, and they think it's the greatest invention since sliced bread. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I think that kids are very easily misled. Actually, yeah. a lot of people are, but well, it's so... not even just misled. They uh, they uh, they desire a better world. They desire to be to leave the world that they know and make something better, and we all and we all desire that in a way. Uh, we all, all of us have thought it, and I mean, even imagine how our lives could be different. Um, and that's just one of the ways that the, that the enemy tries to distract the kids from in, entering in this world and making their own, and to be. Unaw- to be unaware of what's going on so that way you know they're caught off guard or they you know are involved with stuff that they that they shouldn't be and it can just, it can just go into all kind of directions if we're not focused on Jesus I mean, and the, the the things that I would caution people about with AI the main thing is actually privacy because every time you interact with it you're giving it more data hmm and if you're not careful with the sort of things that you tell it, I mean, just like the just like the algorithms on YouTube, just like the algorithms on Amazon, if you have an Amazon account that you use on any kind of regular basis, it probably knows you better than you know yourself. Scary. That's scary. Um, <laughs> and that's how it's able to make these these spot on suggestions. I mean, there are there have been moments where people have and sometimes this is because they're people are foolish and they get the like the echo dot or whatever. I'm sorry. It, if you have one of these these smart speakers, get rid of it. Seriously. It's yeah. Hardware it's hard spyware. Like that is the only thing that's for. Which type of what things are you recommending people get rid of? To be be, be okay, clear about. So that. your uh, 
anything that has Alexa in it, anything that's got, uh, in terms of especially smart speakers, um, your, your Nest systems, if you can get rid of them. I know, I know there are a lot of um, property management companies that sort of enforce that on their renters. Um, so if you can get rid of it or if you can avoid installing it, do because that is directly connected to Google. <laughs> um, and with ChatGPT, I don't know if you guys know, but OpenAI is actually owned by Microsoft. Doesn't surprise. Um, yeah. And if it weren't for Microsoft pushing, we probably wouldn't have ChatGPT yet. Because OpenAI was nervous about it, they they knew that they knew that if it was released as it was, which it was, thanks to Microsoft, um, that it would trigger problems because they were like the the trajectory that AI development was taking before then was very slow, very intentional, and they they wanted to bake in better privacy guards and all this stuff. And Microsoft said, nope, we're releasing it as it is. We're, we're triggering a Wild West sort of situation. And here we are. We've got yeah. ChatGPT, we've got Bard, we've got uh, my, we've got uh, Ernie from Huawei, we've got, you know, it's proliferated. Like it's really become an arms race for major companies to start using it. Right. Because they're afraid that they'll get left in the dust. And for simple things, it can do simple things. Like writing a writing a quick email. I don't know why I would trust it with that, but it can do it. Um it the the current paid version of ChatGPT actually can uh, it can actually pass a bar exam with flying colors. Well, that's um, a lore exam right now. And there there have actually been lawyers who have used it to write legal documents and then gotten in trouble because it it hallucinated things. It completely created <laughs> facts. Have you guys ever heard of automatic writing? Yes. It's actually a demo. Uh, uh, just to, for anyone who doesn't know, automatic writing is where people who allow themselves to have demonic entities uh, use them. Uh, they, they write stuff down. And, um, and you know, it will tell you to do certain things, etc. It's actually totally demonic. And it reminds me a little bit of this where, you know, when technology is invented that can actually come up with things. Now, I know what you're saying, Matt. You, you know, you're, I think you're trying to be very, very careful with the way you say things and basically saying, look, it's because it brings all this data together that it can recommend a certain thing. Or, or here's you talking about a bike. Oh, here's some bikes. You know, I'm just using a silly example. Yeah. Uh, but... I've seen examples of robots that look like a real human woman and will talk to you 
and they can interact with it and you can have a conversation with it and it seems completely normal until you find out that underneath the mask is a robot. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, and, um, uh, my, my great concern is that if people who are not redeemed by the blood of the lamb will be using this technology for evil purposes. Now, there's two companies I'm going to mention. One's called BlackRock Neurotech, which literally do brain implants on people. And the, what they will uh, what they will say to to make a claim to be claim it to be good is, oh, we help people who are disabled or uh, like in a wheelchair to walk again, or to see again, or to hear again, and things like that. But they don't tell you, okay, well, now we're going to be completely be able to control you, um, and we've got. A company called Neuralink, run by Elon Musk, as everyone's uh-huh. heard of. Um, they're studying their first human trials, and I just think it's extremely dangerous, given what we know what the Bible says, to be giving your power of, of your brain, your mind, over to any third party. And um, I think um, an extreme amount of caution is extremely wise when it comes to any artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And um, look, look, I know a lot of people, you know, love convenience. So, you know, oh, um, you know, they'll go on the, uh, you know, like, you, you, you know, your smart TV can you know, hear you say, oh, I want to watch uh, NFL or I want to watch uh, NBA in Australia, Australian rules football or, you know, whatever it is that maybe I'm using sport as an example. You know, you can come up with any subject you want and, and uh, you know, it might be about uh, Virgo in the stars, you know, show me the, the Revelation 12 sign, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it can be convenient. Or um, I want to go to um, uh, the, lo- the closest Starbucks, uh, give me the mapping, the mapping to the closest Starbucks. I'm just using examples. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can see minor things where, oh, it, it, it's a convenience. But when it becomes all-consuming or all-empowering, that's where it gets very, very dangerous. Right. And sometimes it can become a very fine line. So I, I, I wanted to bring this up, and I know Matt um, certainly got a, a, a much uh, greater knowledge and understanding of this subject than I do, and I, I uh, absolutely... I just want to say to any, any person that's out there, uh, be extremely careful. Um, don't give your personal information to anyone. And you you need to look into things deeper. Look, the Bible says be a Berean, and and I'll give you a biblical example is where you would if someone is up there preaching the gospel or, or preaching a message, and you're not sure about it, the Bible says to be a Berean, which means to go and check it out for yourself. Go and check the references they give. Go and look into it deeper for yourself before you just believe what they say. And right. I would suggest that using the same principle when it comes to this subject is extremely important because. Uh, we're living in the end times. Jesus is going to be coming, in my view, soon. How soon? I don't know, but I think it's highly likely in our lifetime so, uh, and possibly sooner. So given that information, we um, must use a lot of wisdom and look into things and don't give over your personal body or, or, or your brain or, your, or you know, your hand or your forehead or any other part of your body to what the government's telling you to do. If the government's in favour of something, you should be extremely sceptical and say, well, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, because you know what? Um, what? What's that old saying about tyranny? You know, um, 
I forget how it goes, but basically the concept is uh, when if the government's trying to convince you to do something which which you're a little bit reticent about, don't do it. Right, run away. Right. Go the other direction. If they're wanting to go this way, you go the other. If they're direction. trying to put a jab in your arm, don't do it. Tell them no. This is my body, and I'm keeping my bodily autonomy. After all, my That's body, my, my choice. Right? advice. Yeah, my body, my choice. I'm not letting anything go in my body, which which the government is trying to force down my throat or force into any part of my anatomy. So, uh, man, it's, it's uh, not, because it's the other way around. They work for us. We decide yeah. uh, what is best for our state, our community, our nation, and you are the ones that enforce the law. We we yeah. but we you you listen to what we have the concerns. And then when we all agree on it, then we uh, make, we decree it. Yeah. So the, the governments of the world are all trying to become tyrannical and control us and tell us what we can and can't do. When the whole purpose of government, according to the US Constitution, is to be the government of the people, by the people, for the people, not the right. other way around. Not True. Let me, let, me, let me put a pin in that for a second, though. The, what does the word government mean? To, uh, I guess, to it be, means uh, to, to to make decisions, but if, if they're empowered by the people uh, for good, then that's very very different to enslavement. Which, unfortunately, many gov- most governments of the world seem to go from having, uh, you know, good governments like say in uh, George Washington's time to what you've got with uh, Biden. Well, you know? let's. Let's break it down etymologically, right? The word itself. Go- to govern something means to control it, right? And then meant, that's like mental, means means mind, right? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So put that together. Well, to control- mind control. It's in the mm. name. Yes, but you know... Look, here's something interesting. If, if, if the, the model of godly government is actually where a, a person in a position of power governs for the best interests of the people because he loves uh, he loves them and he re- re- understands, recognizes that he is there to serve them, not to be served. And you know, one of the interesting things about King David, which we've spoken about him on a previous podcast, but just one small point is that God truly loved him because he had a heart after God. If you've got an evil person in power, they will always turn tyrannical. If you've got a godly man or woman in power, they will turn to God for wisdom to to uh, uh, use their position of power and authority for good, for godliness, for the, for the best interests of the people, rather than to go tyrannical and try and control them and enslave them with vaccines and with uh, every other thing which is not of God. But anyway, look, that's my view. Uh, what, do you, what do you say, Caleb? Yeah, I mean, I agree when the, in the sense of, um, there's, again, there's always meaning behind words, and it's important that Matt uh, address that. And what you're addressing, Malcolm, it's important that we, that we all bring everything to the table. We don't, we don't hide from it. We bring it all out, and, we, and then we hash it out. We talk about it, like what we're doing right now. Um, and it's important that when Matt mentioned how, you know, what government means, it's to control the mind. And Malcolm, what you're saying, even with that, 
there can also be even though that yeah that how it's defined it it definitely can be definitely uh, for evil purpose purposes but and but in when we when we ha- when we belong to our father he wants a he wants you know his mindset in you know embodied in ours he he wants he wants us to have his mindset so because his mindset is holy is good is empowering it's it's life changing so if anything uh because again the enemy takes everything took when he fell from 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 heaven he he took everything that he knew of the father and corrupted it so again he's always going to do something that's going to corrupt what god intended to be good so it's important that we, um when it comes to government and especially with the, with the government that we belong to is the kingdom of heaven we want to have the mindset of the king and it's important that yeah th- that's what we strive for america as well as i'm sure for those who are who are, who are christians out there and in other nations that they want their nation to also have a godly mindset we want to we want god's you know uh mindset set here in america and that's what we're all praying for that we we invite god back into our businesses our government our schools and such so but like i said it's important that we all bring everything of like terms what's going on in the world bring it all together talk about it be aware and then this is all like all pointing back to ecclesia to be in the body and what it means to bring everything that we brought put on the table and bringing it to the head father we have we've discussed all over oh we've discussed this we've discussed this with this we've discussed this we have opinions we have facts that we bring we have you know we have all this the stuff that we bring now you god being the king being the head of this of this ecclesia what do you want us to do about it and that's that and this is the hard part of you know when it comes to waiting on the father because we 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 are people that don't like to wait we don't like to listen and we don't uh, want to take the time to listen so this is where the ecclesia needs to start training and to start sitting down stop what you're doing and just get into prayer whether praying together as a group and then individually because you do need that individual time one-on-one with the father but it's important because again it feels like when we go in there and be in silence or just you know or you know or pray it feels like we're doing nothing but no we have to really remember when we go in prayer we're doing a lot in the spirit by just spending time with yeah. him he is constantly telling us to abide with him because when we abide with him he abides in us 100% 100% and look it's interesting yeah When you look through the Bible, you know, it talks about uh, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. In other words, if you want to seek the Lord God Almighty and you get serious with God, God will get serious with you. And I think that's um, a really important thing to understand. Is, uh, I, I remember hearing a story about Oral Roberts. He was a famous, famous uh healing evangelist or he had a get a, 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 a powerful ministry back in the 19 late 40s 50s and afterwards where uh, he'd have these big tent revivals and many people would come to salvation uh, at these events but often it would be followed by signs wonders and miracles where and, and there was others like A.A. Allen was another one and there was a guy called mm-hmm. Bram, Bram- 
and his name was. Unfortunately, he went off the rails uh, with his theology, but he still had a, a mighty powerful moving. Uh, and there was uh, uh, some other ones as well. But um, the, po the point I was going to make was um, Ola Roberts was at a hospital bed and got asked to pray for a certain individual, and he was just being normal, just being normal and just gave a normal prayer. And this, I think it was a man that he was praying for, this woman who was, I think, a, uh, you know, uh, a man's wife, got angry with Oral Roberts. Something, it was something to this effect and said, oh, I've heard you pray on stage. You're getting fervent and passionate with God. Why can't you do that like this with, with for this man now, rather than just this standard normal prayer, which, you know, what didn't have to be going anywhere. Nothing seemed to happen. And when he got fully fervent with God and, and, and passionate, the man got healed. Now, and I'm speaking to be careful here. I, I, what I am saying is this, go after God with all your heart and see him move. You know, the Bible actually uh, asks us to test him with finance, you know, test me in this is the Lord of hosts to see if I'll not pour out the um, blessings of heaven, basically, you know, when you, when you give. I'm just paraphrasing in what it says in Malachi. But if we go, if we seek after the Lord with all our heart, uh, you know, and he, we want his wisdom, he will endow us with wisdom. He will give us ideas and understanding. Uh, and, and, you know, as it was like um, with the sons of Issachar, uh, the sons of Issachar knew the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. If we get, if we spend time with the Lord in prayer, we will know what he's calling us to do. Uh, we will know what um, you know. Our what our role is in this this end time, end time harvest, end time events situation. So, uh, yeah, look, it's exciting. Look, I mean, God is moving around the world, and sometimes places he moves the most in this age seems to be in these third world countries or these eastern countries where you know like underground churches in china and and in iran and sometimes i think well, God, what's going on in places like america britain china uh, sorry america britain and australia and canada and you know uh, these western countries and so well but they seem to be asleep at the wheel but there is a remnant and all we need to do is have a few people a remnant to turn the world upside down in the book of acts it explicitly states these people the, the disciples the 12 apostles they literally turned the world upside down because they were filled with the zeal of god with the boldness of god to reach the lost and they moved in signs wonders and miracles and they went out and that's why i was talking about what i said to you earlier caleb it's like hey good you're getting out there you're having a go and um uh, we can all we can all learn something from that, you know. Uh, God just wants us to, to to share the gospel, and He wants us to, to operate in faith. And as we start to move, we we, we will we will honour the Lord with with our hands. We'll honour the Lord with our lips by the words that we speak when we speak life, because the Bible says life and death is in the tongue. Or we will eat the fruit thereof. So if we are speaking life into other people, it will it, you know it will. It, it will get them going. It will, it will actually do something in the spiritual realm, a positive thing. If we encourage a brother or a sister, in, in, whether they're in Christ or not, if we just encourage people, that word can actually change someone's day. That can, it can, it can make a, a, a world of difference. And I, I just want to, just want to make that point. Absolutely. Your thoughts, boys. I mean, I, I think you said it pretty well, 
uh, <laughs> it's Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm, yeah, my, my brain's a little hee <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, it like no, you you said it accurately. It's the issue that we face. Like the crux of the issue is that discernment is lacking. And when discernment is taught, we the the body of Christ will get to the point where we don't need teachers anymore. Are we there? No. No. I wish I could say we were. But right. we're not. Um and you know that that reality is like that's part of why we're doing what we're doing guys like that's what ecclesia is about it's about breaking us out of that lethargy out of that oh well what did the pastor say no let's let's wake up and actually think through things for ourselves. Let's right. be good Bereans, as Malcolm said earlier. Like, th this is crucial. If we're going to grow, if we're going to be effective, we need, desperately need, to grow out of this... Uh, perpetual state of well I don't want to think for myself <laughs> and realize that that's like that's part of what the image of God is is being able to think for ourselves and when and it's we, not just a part to read the word of God either is it it's our job to read the word of God it's our job to be in prayer it's our job to be in communion with the father we we are not grandchildren we are children of God and therefore it's our responsibility to be in communion with him so that we can be effective men and women of God and, and actually have an uh, impact with this generation have an impact with the people around us sorry go on Matt absolutely and so I mean, that's what Ecclesia is about. It's about reconnecting us with, first off, each other, because the church system often disconnects us from each other. And, like, when was the last time in a church setting you actually fellowshiped with somebody? I'll wait. <laughs> um... Like, more than just going out to dinner after service. Right, right. Or lunch or whatever. Like, when did you actually do life last with somebody else who belongs, who belongs, who's a member of the same church as you? Ecclesia is, is fellowship, period. Like, it's a group of people getting together around the gospel, around what the what the Lord is saying right now, doing right now in your community, in your state, in your country, and learning 
and also in the process, both individually and on a community basis, becoming connected with the Holy Spirit again. That's where mm -hmm. discernment comes in, guys. Because without that, we we lose. That's just the way it is. We lose. Um, so, like, what Malcolm and I have been saying about AI, what what we've been, what we've all been saying about the 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 signs in the heavens. It's a matter of discernment. Study, show yourself approved, and choose to think through it for yourself. Don't just take what somebody says. Right. Uh, and being in community is an excellent way to learn that or to relearn that skill again. I think that's, uh, yeah. Great place to wrap it up. Absolutely. Yeah. You got any closing thoughts, Caleb? You guys, the whole point of all this is, like what we said, is to be aware. Ask the Father to teach us discernment. So that, that, that way we're not going in, that we're not uh, making up stuff. I mean, maybe meaning well, but again, not again, it's not speaking with the Holy Spirit. It's so important that we listen to the Holy Spirit and then listen to him when he tells us to speak. But it's important because people don't know uh, how to read the the, the signs in, uh, in the heavens or understanding the feasts of the Lord and how they relate to, you know, the ecclesia and such. Um, but when I'm the whole point of it is the whole point is to learn how to be aware and how to bring it to the father and also how to be in spiritual warfare. You know, again, we're called, you know, to fight in the spirit, not in the flesh, in the spirit. So and the enemy loves to, you know. Uh, put his God's people to sleep or make them very ignorant, you know, without, you know, uh, them seeking God in his word or in prayer. So that because, again, in, it is written, my people die from lack of knowledge it's because it's not mm -hmm. and not because knowledge is not there. People don't his people does not want to seek it. So we got to be those people that want to seek him because when we seek him, we seek wisdom and knowledge. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we desire, and that's what we need, uh, you know, and, and, as, and as, like, as we said, discernment as well. That is most uh, what we need so that we can discern what is of the Father and what is of the enemy. So, yeah, we can just uh, we can wrap this up. So, guys, thank you for listening. Malcolm, it, again, it is always a pleasure having you on, taking the time. I know it's, like, late. Uh, it's at, it's 10.49 a.m. On my, on my side of the world, which would be uh, – 10 49 p.m on your side of the world malcolm so again we appreciate you staying up uh this late and just doing all this so it's a it's a pleasure to have you yeah it's a it's a privilege to be with both of you guys uh, i love our chats and uh the main thing is from my perspective is i just want to see the people blessed i want to feel i want to uh hear testimonies of people coming to jesus and to make wise decisions and to seek after god so that they can live a a, a full life they can and when you have spiritual wisdom it affects every other area of life in a positive way mm -hmm. so uh and the bible the bible says he's a reward of those that diligently seek him so there you go absolutely all right so let's let's wrap this thing let's land this plane and 
Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been the Outpouring Fellowship Podcast. If you've got any questions, you can reach us via email. Uh, Matthew at outpouringecclesia.org, Caleb at out, outpouringecclesia.org. You can also visit us there. Drop us a line. Hey, brand new website. Showed it earlier. You can also reach us on True Social at Outpouring Ecclesia. Uh, you can find Caleb on Instagram at Caleb underscore meal. You can find me on Telegram at Matthew76. And, of course, the background music is Indie Folk Background by Carol Productions. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you guys next time. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. <laughs>